For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from The Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. I hope our guest shows up. Round two. <laughs> Hello again. I don't see our guest yet. This song is sick. I love her. There she is. I love it. All we do is win, turn around to win again. I love this. I'm really excited about our guest. <laughs> All good, Nick. Like my bunny friend. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Live from Livmana Worldwide Studios. We're winning. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Live from Libmana Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, and we have a very, very special guest this morning. My friend, the amazing hip-hop artist, which you just heard. All we do is win, baby. Um, 
Hip Hop Artist, Entrepreneur, just an overall amazing human being. Uh, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. I am so stoked to have you guys back uh, for round two. I really quick, I want to grab something. Um, man, so this is an amazing person. Um, I've gotten to know her a little bit over the last couple months. Um, I reached out to her on Instagram and it was like, I have to interview you. Um, started really digging her music and I actually just learned that she's an awesome entrepreneur as well. Um, <clears throat> so really quick, I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsors, E360 TV, SoCo Cannabis Creations, Color Evolution Cosmetics, and Face Camp Skincare. Uh, good morning, everybody listening on iHeartRadio, everybody listening live on Spreaker, on YouTube, and of course, you lovely Facebook people. Ivan, great to see you, my friend. Bonnie, Nick Harris, Michelle, Nick, Michelle, uh, Jennifer, Ivan, wow, Nick, everybody, Robert, good to see you guys. Good morning. This is going to be a great, great show. I have no voice, but whatever. We're going to have fun anyway. Uh, Lisa, great to see you all the way from London. Um, this is going to be fantastic. Um, I really, really am, uh, like I, there's another song I'm going to play at the end. I don't want to forget it because I really love this. And this is the one I played on the show, but I listen to it all the freaking time. It's absolutely terrific. Well, anyway, we're going to get right into this enough of my blabble. Um, so yeah, let's do this. Mahogany, you ready? Gosh, she looks pretty. Let's do this. All right, come on. I should have entrance music for her. Like, all right, what up? How you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm blessed. I'm here. I'm here with you, Josh. I'm feeling excited. I'm just so super excited this morning. I feel amazing. I feel wonderful. That's good because when we last talked, you had the flu. Twice this month. I literally got impacted by the flu twice, which I didn't even know was an actual possible thing. So I'm feeling good just to be healthy, to be my regular normal high energy self. I feel awesome. Yeah, you've got good energy. I love it. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I'm a, I'm a fan now. I really dig the music. I really do. I had no idea that you were into business, but let, first, let's get, before we get into that, what do you want, mahogany, mahogany styles, what, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful to be in your presence. I'm grateful to have gotten to meet you and have had the opportunity for you to reach out, uh, reach out to me. I'm most grateful about just that in itself today. I'm grateful to be here and grateful to be connected with you. Excellent, excellent. Um, so let's let's talk about business first. Sure tell us tell us what you tell us what you're doing because I mean, I the music I, I we're going to talk about that. Believe me, because I'm fascinated with you as an artist, but. <laughs> Did the business come first or the music? The passion for business or the passion for music come first? Both have always been present in my life since as early as I can remember. Um, everyone always asks me, which one are you more passionate about? Are you more passionate about the music or are you more passionate about the business? Pick one. And I literally look people in their soul and tell them I'm not able to pick between the two. Um, the business side of me and the creative side of me make up who I am as a person. Um, so literally, I'm equally passionate about both. Both have happened um, and been an ongoing journey as early as I can rem uh, remember. The I was talking uh, with my partner and we did a, an interview talking about the first thing I ever sold. The first thing I ever sold was at three years old. I used to make art and pictures and I would sell my art and my pictures to all my friends and my family. 
So, um, and, and I was making money. I was a cute kid painting cute pictures and people were buying my art left and right. I think my most expensive piece of art that I sold at three years old was like for $7. And I was like, oh, I'm totally winning. I'm doing awesome. I just made seven bucks. Um, did, wait, 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 wait. Did you buy can did you buy candy with that seven dollars or did you save it? I bought candy, but me and my best friend would turn around and sell the candy back to all the kids on the bus. That's what's up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I I <laughs> That's what's up. Now, where did you learn your business sense from? I was birthed with it. God gifted me with the, the ability. I don't, I think I always had a value for money or earning money. It wasn't really the money, but just the value and the appreciation for how to make money. Right. Uh, I'm definitely sure that came from my father. So thank you and shout out and kudos to my father, Daryl Blair, for having instilled that in me. Love it. Um, and then as far as the creative side of the music, I've been songwriting since as early as probably about seven or eight years old. I used to write music for me and my friends and I'd make them learn the words and perform and dance in front of the mirror. I'd always put shows together or write plays and then I'd make all my friends and family like involved in the plays or involved in the music and then we'd start performing them. I remember one wow. trip, we uh, did a bus trip to uh, Sesame Place, me and my two best friends at the time. And we were singing uh, SWV on the bus for everyone and then I was like okay now guys it's time to do the song that we wrote sing that right now let's go and we have the entire um, party travel bus or whatever lit up and everyone on the bus I'm talking like 80 to 100 people listening to us and we were like 7, 8 years old wait are you talk? Are you are you talking about? I get so weak in the knees, I can hardly speak. I lose all control. I don't even know where. I don't know how I remembered that. Oh my gosh! Anyway, um, you know what? It's funny. It sounds like with with what you have going on, starting early, you were preparing yourself, whether you knew it or not, for the future of the music business. Because you can't just be. I mean. I guess you could just be a hip hop artist, but then you're going to be owned and you're not going to get very far. Like you've been in control of your own destiny from the very, very beginning. And you were working towards, uh, wow, what a vision. Unbelievable. Because yeah, it explained. Thank for that, but God, Josh, literally. I, I didn't know, like you said, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I didn't know that that's what I was manifesting. I just always had this feeling inside and like when I wasn't able to do either of the two things I right. felt not me I felt not myself so no one else to attribute to other than God well praise God for that that's awesome <laughs> I wow man um so let me ask you something like it, for people that don't know what the music industry is like right now give us a little bit like a peel back the pull back the curtain a little bit and describe what an artist has to do to be able to to make it now. Sure, um, that's an awesome question, Josh, and I'm glad you asked me that. So, with my company, Sino Life Media and Consulting, we do do brand management for artists and entertainers. <laughs> and um, I'm from the old school music business, so the old school music business operated a certain way. At that time, in the '90s and the early 2000s, everybody wanted a record deal. You know, they, everybody wanted to be signed. They wanted to be signed to one of the big guys. Right. And, uh, now where I am in my in my own career, I'm in the middle of the 
transition. I remember when the New York um, the New York scene had the music business on lock as far as hip hop music. That's since trans um, transformed, and now the South is actually running you know running the music industry for the most part. And um, what I'm always teaching and implying to my clients, just like you said, you can't just be a creator anymore because the game has changed so drastically. Uh, the more business savvy that you are as a creator and as an artist, the more you're able to control uh, your progress, your career, your success, and what you're going to do with uh, do with that. So you have to be savvy. You've got to know what your branding looks like. You've got to uh, hustle hard, have a business plan in place, just as if you were a McDonald's. I give this uh, analogy all of the time to all of my clients. I said, you're walking around, you are a McDonald's, except you're just a McDonald's that sings, rap, dances, performs, whatever. You have to know how to be your brand and know how to generate profit from your brand. And so that's what the music business looks like um, presently right now. And a, a lot of artists and a lot of creators are sitting around waiting for the record deal or waiting for the magic success to just fall out the sky. Right. No such thing that anymore. You've got to be the one to make it happen. You're solely responsible for getting your brand visibility out there, getting people familiar, getting people to purchase your music. You're solely responsible for that as an artist and as a creator. So I do that actively for myself. I encourage all my friends and artists and creators that are in my network and all of my clients to do the same thing. You're responsible for your destiny and what happens with your career as a music artist in 2018. And then add and insert the, the digital platform in there. Everything is about streaming, uh, connecting on social media, growing your, your platform on social media, growing your fan base on social media. So being savvy about the way the digital market works right now, being savvy about how to effectively use your social media, knowing how to connect with people like you, Josh. That's what you have to do as an artist. So definitely the music business has totally changed from when I first started out to where we are presently. But um, just... If my advice to any creator is just be informed, educate yourself. Uh, if you don't know the answers, the answers are out there for you to find. Don't sure. be lazy. Don't sit around and wait for the answers to come to you. Go find the answers or go find someone that knows the answers for how to help you effectively grow your brand. I love it. And that the same way goes uh, really quick. Everybody listening right now on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker Live, everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook, um, and shout out to E360 TV. Jane Stewart, good to see you. Michelle Jennifer, Nick, John, my man, good to see you. Lisa, thank you guys so much for watching. Jonathan, uh, you give you some fans here as well. Wow, um, good to see you guys. Welcome to the show. And um, and if case if you're if you're out there wondering who the heck we're talking to because you can't see, um, you can join us over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude on Facebook, and you'll be able to you know see what the heck's going on, and you can interact with the audience. We have an amazing, beautiful audience today. Good morning, Robert. Welcome back. We have the one and only Mahogany Styles on the show. Um, you know, it's funny because now even with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs have to brand themselves too. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. You can't hide behind advertising anymore. You've got to be the advertiser. Yeah. You know, and, and show why people should do business with you and why. And, and so much now about, uh, you know, whether it's musicians or even actors, you have to put yourself out there and let people see your authentic self so they can fall in love with you. And then that's how they become fans. Being a fan is, is way different now than it used to be. Like not, It used to be everything at a bird's eye view. Now it's like right here in your face. This is yeah. who we are. And I, I love that about you. I love what you're doing. Let me, tell me about a time, and I know that there has to be plenty because you're an artist. Tell me about a time that you went for something so huge but fell flat on your face. Um, following my career since the beginning, I started rapping in 
Um, I started taking rafting professionally in my career series professionally somewhere around 18 years old, uh, right around the time that I was preparing and getting ready to do um, my internship with Westwood One CBS Radio. I worked on 106 and Park Radio. No way, really? I did. I worked on 106 and Park Radio from the, from the beginning of time, um, 2007, wow. 2008. 106 and Park Radio first came out. So I did work heavily on the show, um, but I'm more concentrated on working on, on the radio station. I worked directly with um, Roxy and Terrence Jay at the time. Wow. And um, that opportunity allowed me to really connect directly with the heavy hitters in the music industry in New York. Uh, when, when the industry was actually still in New York, when artists were still going, trying to get to New York to said make it. And um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to collect with a lot of people. So for the people who've been following my career, they're familiar with this story, but I'll share it. Oh, please do. We have a new audience too, so. I'm going to give some advice and some advice for anybody listening, so I don't mind to share the story. Good. So uh, I met an artist. I will not disclose the artist's name at this time, but they were a well-known artist with the number one song in the country at the time. So I started a management company in 2008 called Get Money Moss. It was an all-female-based management company. And uh, I decided to work with this particular artist because they had the hottest song in the country to come and perform at my event. And it was my launch event for the Get Money Moss management company. Uh, I did everything I possibly could to prepare. It was my first major event at, of that cloud, of that stature. It was my first event working with an artist at that level. And um, I ended up securing the deposit for the artist to perform. The artist management company was based in Miami, Florida, but I was doing business with this company in New York. So I'm not realizing that their base was actually in Miami, Florida. So anyway, the event happened. Um, I had a couple of hiccups throughout the night and it pulled me away from the venue itself. But when I make it back to the venue and now it's time to let everybody in, literally the line was wrapped around the corner. So for me, I'm like, Oh shoot, I totally nailed it for my first event. Look how many people I've gotten out. And I mean, the details of the event were so finite. I took it so to heart because I just knew like this was the game changing opportunity for me. Well, unfortunately the artist asked me, hey, do you mind if I perform at another venue around the corner and then I'll show back up to your event to perform. So me being a little bit more lenient and wanting the artist to have the opportunity to get as much money as they possibly could, I said, sure thing. Sure. So I kind of almost put my own event as a, on the back burner, and I, I allowed them to make another opportunity priority over my event. Well, lo and behold, the artist did not show up, um, and I felt like they blew me off and took me secondary because I was young and I was a female. They weren't taking me serious as a business professional. So they ended up not showing up to my event. Uh, obviously, I had to pick back everyone who came out, traveled from all over the place to come and see this artist perform. Oh, and I lost, uh, in that one night, I lost $16,000 in a night. Yeah, so for your first, for my first major event to lose $16,000, which by the way was like, I don't know, I invested some of my student loan money, I uh, was pulling in investors and all types of things. And it took me about a year and some change to recover. I did have a major lawsuit against the artist, um, in which I did have a strong case. All the contract, all of my paperwork was in order. However, me not knowing, and again, not having the information and not being un as informed as I should have, I realized I ran out of money. I even had a lawyer, which was one of the top attorneys in my region, uh, took my case pro bono, because obviously I didn't have any money to pay him at the time. So I got that lawyer to do the case pro bono, but because the, the management company was based in Miami, Florida, and not New York, 
I'd run out of money and I obviously couldn't pay my attorney to go ahead and move and transition the case to Miami. So it was the most expensive learning lesson that oh. I ever learned in my entire professional career. And at the time when I was ready to keep going, ready to get on to the next venture, my friends and family were like, are you freaking kidding me? You want to keep going? You still want to do this music crap? No way. You're crazy. You're insane. And like I said, I couldn't turn this feeling off in me. If, if I tried, there was nothing to turn off. It was just, okay, well, I dropped the ball. I messed up. I obviously didn't know enough of what I needed to know. What do I learn from this learning lesson? This is right. the toughest, hardest learning experience. Is that going to stop me? No. Is it going to slow me down? Maybe a little bit. But am I going to be a stronger, better, more efficient business person because of it? Am I going to know how to gauge and maneuver in the entertainment business as a young black female who does is a creator and does uh, business at the same time? And it does. Here I am, years later, still going, still at it. And people who have been with me from the beginning of the journey, they respect it because they know what I've been through. They know what I've lost. They know how I bounced back. And here I am still going, rocking and rolling and kicking butt. I love it. How come, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had my own similar experiences working in entertainment um, on the film side of things and, and just getting, you know, screwed by people. Um, what... But I've noticed something, though. A lot of people that go through a similar experience as you, they, when they get on top, say they fight through it and they get back on their feet, a lot of people end up doing the same thing to others that happened to them. Why do you, why do you think that is? To be honest, I'm going to be totally candid. And even to be a little bit more honest, I've never publicly shared that story with anyone. You oh. have to be in my bed. Or be in my circle or be in my network to even know that story at all. I've never wow. shared that story, I've never shared the details of that story until now. Um, to be honest, the, the entertainment business is a treacherous, ruthless game. It really, really is. Um, but it's also the same treachery and ruthlessness that goes on in a corporate boardroom, the same treachery and ruthlessness that goes on um, in the entertainment business. So it's not really that much different. And I find that because there's a lot of people that are doing bad business or they're doing shady business practices, it almost sometimes forces people to take the easy way out and kind of replicate the same learned behavior that they've seen somebody else do. Now, for me, I got to look myself in the mirror every day. I got to go to sleep with myself at night and be comfortable. So I've prided myself in maybe taking me a little bit longer in my professional career to get to exactly where I want to get to. But um. I try not to repeat those things that I saw. I try not to do bad business. I try to be as transparent as I possibly can. Um, and I feel like that's the reason why I've maintained some of the better relationships that I have. Those, that's the reason why I pulled some of the deals that I have. Uh, that's the reason why some booking agencies have reached out to me to say, hey, Mahagi, do you mind coming out and working this event or doing this show or doing this performance or being over here? Uh, because I pride myself on doing quality business. And I think that's what uh, separates the difference between the people that are going to make a quick buck today right. and the people that are going to have longevity in the game for the long run, for sure. I, I love that. And here's the thing, too. I mean, if you're, you don't, as an artist, you can control your own destiny. Yeah, you may need to build your own team. And yeah, you may have to hustle a little bit. And yeah, it may not be some, an overnight success. But you can be in control of your own destiny. You can do things the right way and succeed. Yeah. You absolutely can. And and you it don't have to harder. cut corners. What? I'm sorry. It seems harder sometimes. 
in the moment sometimes they're like Jesus this is this is so hard like God give me a sign help me cut a corner how do I get around this but I just know that it's gonna I truly believe in my spirit it's gonna pay off in the long run that's yeah. truly what's gonna give me the longevity and the success that I'm looking for in the entertainment business is by doing it the right way if you do it the right way it's gonna pay off in the longer run for sure well that and you build a solid foundation to launch from you know that's kind of what what people what you're helping others do is build that foundation so they can launch and right. and I gotta to say this it's a lot harder at least on on the soul <laughs> screwing people over and doing things the wrong way as opposed to it is like yeah you may not be a millionaire overnight but when you're laying that foundation and you're preparing you're still blessed and you're also in a position that you're able to see the miracles you're able to see how god works but when you're cutting corners and you're cutting cutting people's throats so to speak you yeah. can't you don't you're not blessed you don't see blessings you see greed and it's just yeah. so dark i i got lost in the wormhole of youtube um sorry about the echo i i i got lost in the wormhole of youtube um watching some of the like hip-hop initiations into the music industry that was a mistake holy crap i don't know if that stuff's real but i do know some people i've heard stories that from when i lived in la that yeah. it's very real how heartbreaking that's what i when i said sell your soul i wasn't even like i wasn't saying that as a figure of speech i was saying it literally it, it's heartbreaking yeah. so let me ask you something i want to i need to know this because i try to ask somebody the other day and they're like they looked at me like i was crazy what does make it rain really mean Yeah. Um, whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, whether it's cash, whether it's a light in your spirit, uh, whether it's dope music, you make it rain in abundance. So it just means being fruitful and um, bountiful. Okay. So I've heard. Okay. Let me, wait. Let me re-ask the question. Sure. Who's the rain man? When 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 hip hop artists talk about the rain man. Uh huh. Who's that? Okay. But I'm in the Atlanta market, okay? So if you're in the Atlanta market, that's, that's a totally... In the Atlanta market, I guess it starts, but then in hip-hop culture overall, I'm going to go into a different definition real quick. So um, Atlanta happens to be the strip club capital of the world. And so the, the term make it rain really comes from uh, popular strip club culture. And making it rain is when uh, the, the dancers are in there in a notoriable person or someone with some wealth or some clout comes in and they literally throw ones or throw bills onto the dancers. And that's a sign in strip yeah, it's a sign in strip club culture which has now become popular culture and expressed in our music, um, as a way to get back to someone who's hustling. Whether it be a dancer or whether it be whomever. So it really started in the strip club and popular strip club culture and because like I said the music business and the music culture has moved to the South, the culture that already existed here in the South is now translated into our music. So now you hear stories about rappers who are going in and they're changing dancers' lives. 
So you didn't have your tuition money last week, but guess what? This rapper came in. Now you've got your tuition money for the next four years to come because the, the rapper made it rain on you. Um, I've just oh. kind of re the term for my own self to say just be bountiful, give it plenty. Whatever you're going to give or whatever, you make it rain in plenty. <laughs> so you just basically prove that you cannot believe everything you watch on YouTube. Totally. You cannot believe everything. So look, the internet is awesome because you have so many access to but it's also, and the curse because you got access to a lot of people who can provide whatever information that may be their opinion or some hearsay that they heard and then they run around sharing that all over the internet. And you got to decipher what's real. Do a little bit more extra research just to determine, okay, is this fact? How much of this is fact or not? I literally watched a debate go on last night about um, Black Panther and um, whether the shield was antimanium versus beta-manium. And both of the people in the, in the debate are like, well, this is what I saw on YouTube, or this is what I saw on the internet. And the other person's like, well, this is what I saw on the internet. And they had a full-blown debate over what was the premise or the origin of the shield from Black Panther. Wow. So, yeah, be careful. Don't believe everything that you see on the internet. So this is why I asked the question, though, because I thought seriously, there's like 50 interview or interviews on uh, or videos on YouTube about the Rain Man basically being Illuminati. Thank everyone for watching. Shout out to everyone tuning in. I think we lost Josh for a second. Oh, I'm right here. Back here. Oh no, I'm here. Can you hear me? She can't hear me. I'm here. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let me try this again. Are you there? Can you hear me? He's coming back. Are you? I I was here the whole time. I just dropped my screen. This software is a little buggy sometimes. I'm sorry. I thought, so I was saying about the Rain Man is I watched the YouTube videos and they were basically, they had this whole hour long video, multiple, multiple of them that it was about the Illuminati. And so that's what I thought it was. I knew about making it rain, but I didn't know there was an alternative meeting. And so that's, that's what I was getting at. Look, I've created my own ulterior meeting, but I've never heard that one before. Oh. Just out of being nosy, I'm going to go check that out and go check out that meeting that you just found on the whole Illuminati thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Everyone's buying everything for the Illuminati too, so you got to be careful with that. I, I know it's so fascinating though it, I, it really is I, ha, I I don't watch TV because of the news but now I'm going to have to stop watching YouTube because I get sucked in those wormholes too um, Mahogany tr- straight up what what inspires you like at your core what what is the th- what inspires you the most it doesn't even have to be music it doesn't have to be business like what inspires you the most There are my family and my friends who have been supporting me since day one, and I just feel it my personal obligation and my duty before I go on to another next life um, to fulfill all of the things that I set out on my path to do. So the gifts that were gifted to me by God as a child, um, those are the only things people have ever heard me talk about. Those are the only things that I've ever focused on and concentrated on. Um, so I just find it my personal duty to make sure that I execute and fulfill what I believe is my own means of success to show those people that I've been on the proper course the entire time. Um, I don't know if that has to do with 
maybe what God has instilled in my path to say, hey, I made you 50% creator, I made you 50% entrepreneur. Prove right. to the world that you can be both. And that's what drives me every single day. Um, I've already got, you know, a couple of strikes against me in a different couple of ways. Um, women have it a little bit more difficult than men do in the entertainment industry. Sure. Uh, I'm a black female. Uh, that, that's a strike against me to some people in the world uh, or in the country. And I just got something to prove. And I know that I'm not the only, I wasn't the only girl at eight years old feeling like this. I know there are a million other girls that feel like that. How do I be myself? How can I stay true to what's in my spirit to do? And that I feel also is my personal duty to just give every single girl that felt how I felt at seven, eight, nine years old the belief that through my journey, anything and everything is possible for every single little girl that wants to do something spectacular, no matter what that is or what that looks like to anyone. If they feel it spectacular in their spirit and that's what God or whomever calls them to do, I want to prove to them through my own experience, my own course, my own journey that they have the ability to do the same thing. And that definitely drives them. I love that. I love that. A shout out really quick to everyone listening on iHeartRadio and Spreaker, everybody watching on YouTube, and of course, you lovely Facebook people. David, Yard, good to see you, my friend. Michelle, Lissette, wonderful seeing you guys this morning. Jennifer, Bonnie, welcome. Um, yeah, I would imagine being... I. I'm not like I'm not selling out for white people right now, but you know I was born a white man in America, so I got, I've got a leg up on pretty much everybody that's not a white man in America. Um, I am happy to know that it's changing and evolving, and we are we are the equality is slowly happening. You have the Me Too movement, but I read a book about I forgot the name of it, but it was talking about like the basically the, how you're born into this world and the things that you have against you. And they were talking about Hillary Clinton. And when she, this is the first time she ran for president. She was part of this book. And the struggles and that just, the, just her being a female and yeah. what she was trying to do in the world, like the limits that were already placed on her that she had to break through. And, and they showed the percentages. And the hardest thing to do to succeed in this world is to be an African-American female. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. Um, even where I am in my career right now, I, I see resistance all the time. It's a male-dominated industry still right now. Um, despite the fact that the women around, like me, that are running around doing phenomenal things in the business, it's still a struggle. I'll sit in a room uh, full of men all the time, and somehow I end up in the shadows. I might know more than all of the guys in the room at the time. I might have more experience than all of the guys in the room, and somehow the testosterone turns up, and then I end up in the shadows, and I either have to assert myself and then when you assert yourself you're labeled a bitch or figure out a way to maneuver while I'm in the shadows. Sometimes I'm quiet and I just let things play out and unfold and then there's always an opportunity to show. There's always an opportunity that presents itself that it's like okay here's your cue, here's your space, here's your room to open up your mouth and let it be known this is who you are, this is your value, this is what you bring to the table. So um it is, but, but, but knowing how to work through those things, everybody, whether you're a black woman or whatever the case is, everybody's got things in this society and in this world that are going to oppress you. What is what you do with that oppression? Do you overcome that oppression or do you give in to the oppression? Right. Do you figure out a way to maneuver around it? We've had figures like uh, Dr. King, Malcolm X. If those people can overcome challenges, there's no way that anybody who wants to do something impactful in our community, in our society, there's no way that they don't have the ability to 
you to do the same things. Like I said, any and everything is possible. If you believe in yourself enough, uh, you stay on your course and you surround yourself with people that can help get you to where you're going, any and everything is possible. I'll be the first person to tell you that every single time I can. I love it. So how big of an inspiration is Oprah to you, by the way? I love it. I mean, and Oprah is, as a child, I mean, for me, I, I watched Larry King, I watched Oprah, and I loved, you know, the radio host. I was, I was a radio geek. And so all of this is new for me, but I grew up basically studying and just, I mean, I guess it was studying because my eyes were like this. And I was fascinated. And Oprah was always one of my favorites, and I loved it. Like, she evolved so much in her career. And then what was even more inspiring and she was called crazy, she left her empire and created a new one. And, <laughs> and, if, you, and if you read about the, uh, the cha- her channel, OWN, and the struggles that happened early on in her, I mean, failed. She was so, this is this woman that could retire for the rest of her freaking life and do nothing. And she goes, no, screw that. I'm going to start my own network. I'm going to be in control of my own destiny. Even though she was bigger than the freaking, whatever channel she was on, uh, all those channels, like whether it was ABC, NBC, CBS, it doesn't matter. She was bigger than all of that. She was bigger. But she said, no, I'm going to do this myself. And she, oh my gosh. It is so inspiring because she failed. She was mocked. She was ridiculed. And she rose above. It's, it's, it's inspiring to me. And, it, and if you look at it, even though she had more resources to play with, all of you out there watching right now, Tia, Michelle, Lucette, Shondell, Akuchi, my man, good to see you, brother. Um, all of you guys out there that are aspiring to do great things in what you're doing and you're putting out content and you're going, you're going to try to like, you're creating your own universe really to, to, to build and your own, your own own channel or whatever it is. Like that is inspiration and you means you can do it. Anybody can do it. Anybody. And yeah, you may start here on Facebook but it can evolve into other channels and other channels and then TV. And then you have your own empire. How, let me ask you something. Cause I know Oprah is big on this, um, mentoring. How, like, tell us, I mean, is that something that's on your heart to do like with young artists or who do the people do you look to mentor the most? Definitely young girls. But here's the thing. I never knew until 
the last year or two, I didn't believe in my value. Despite the fact that I've done some awesome things in my career to this point, I didn't feel like I had the value to truly directly mentor anybody. I know like in my vision, the long game and the long end run is to impact girls in the community, whether black, white, Hispanic, Asian, just to impact and inspire young women. I just didn't know that I had any need to do so. So more recently, um, people of all types of clout have been reaching out to me and coming to me for advising, advising and coming to me for counsel. And I find myself literally now mentoring every day. Love it. Uh, I try to be as transparent about my struggles and my story so that I can connect with people and inspire them and let them know that there is room. Um, I just recently for the first time was asked officially, hey, I need a mentor and you're the person to mentor me. And that was my quick moment for me to say, okay, I've arrived. I'm really a mentor now. I've I, I put in enough work. I've paved the way enough. Now I can really put on my mentor hat and like say I'm an official mentor. And I probably had it in me all of the time. I've probably been doing it for a long time and didn't realize. It's just more recently when I've tapped into my true value to say, okay, I know I can really impact somebody in a positive way. So believe it or not, I know I'm very confident and I come across very confident. I love it. I wasn't confident in myself until more recently that I had the ability to do that. We and and the truth is this. Yeah, yes you yes you do. Yeah, and but do. Brian, you do. Michelle, you do. David, you do. Shondell, you do. Akuchi, you do. You all have it in you. All of you. We're not designed for anything less. But we start telling ourselves stories and we, and we, uh, no, and we come up small. You all have it in you. All of you. Um, golly, I am such a fan of yours. I, I love you. I love your energy. I love what you're about. And you know what? I guarantee you, you're going to have a bunch of new fans today, too. You, you're a special person, Mahogany, and I'm grateful that you came on my show. Thank you so much. Thank you. From watching you and just learning and understanding more about you, I truly, truly in my spirit feel the same way about you. Um, and the more I notice the more that I work, the more I'm getting connected to people like you. The more I'm getting connected to people that truly want to make an impact in their community, want to inspire other people around them. And for me, that's defining success for me. Being around other people that truly want to make an impact and truly want to make a difference, that says I'm successful. That reminds me every day, okay, that, that's a little bit closer to success. You're, you just met this person today. You just met someone else who's doing all of these awesome things in the world who actually wants to know you. So thank you the same. I feel the complete same way for you, Josh. Thank yeah, you. we have to stay in touch too. I mean, I, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for you, watching you, rooting you on, but uh, definitely stay in touch. Let me ask you, um, do you, what, I know you've got a couple things. I'm going to play, um, hold on, I'm going to play, what song of yours I'm going to play? Is it, what's your new single coming out? I have a current single called Diary. Yeah, that's the one. I'm going to play Diary um, at the end here because it's so fantastic, which is a different style. It's a completely, like you flip the script because all you do is win is more of your, I mean, it's a catchy as hell song. It's great. And it's, and it's fun. It's a fun party song. But you go the opposite direction with Diary. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. So Diary is um, a very personal record. That's what you hear. Number one, I'm a very different artist. Um, I've always been a very different artist. For me, in my early portion of my career, it was about, I had to keep up with the dots. So my lyrics and my delivery 
that had to be the thing that kicked that that gave me the room and the space to keep up with the boys. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I'm shutting the boys down. I'm getting <laughs> And I wasn't giving my true self into my music. More and more as I worked on this particular project, which I do have a project coming out. It's called Street Styling. It's a 10 song plus a bonus track EP. Nice. We think early to, um, early spring 2018. Hopefully we're looking at March or early April. We haven't set a specific date yet. Um, but working on this project and actually having to re-record the thing three times, not once, but three times. <laughs> um, it's made me want to, like I said, meeting people like you, I have a story to tell. I have a really strong, passionate story to tell. And people yes, need you to do. hear my story and know my story because I know I have the ability to change lives. So I had to tap into myself as a creator and not make it so much about just delivering good quality music, but putting myself in my music. And so Diary, that's exactly what that record is about. Every young female can relate to that record. Every guy can relate to that record because they've either seen their sister go through some of the things I talk about in the record, they've seen their girlfriend, their wife, their little sister, their best friend go through that record. So that's what the record diary is about. And um, more and more and more, I look forward to just putting more of myself out there. Um, Akuchi is currently available on iTunes right now. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Title. You guys make sure you go look for the record. It's called Diary, D-I-A-R-Y, just like someone writes in their diary. We're about to play it. Uh, I just really look forward to impacting more people by just being myself in my music. I love it. I'm going to start playing it right now because there's an intro. So. That's not the whole intro. Sorry. Love this. Yeah, Coochie, I'll put it in the comments, brother. This is so good. People are loving it. People are loving it. Oh, it's so good. I love this. I'm going to play the whole thing. It keeps going. There's more to it. What's up, Jonathan Martinez? Welcome to the show. Always 
She's so good. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. You're amazing. So hold on. I'm gonna. I don't want to ruin it. I gotta. I gotta say goodbye, and I'm gonna play your other song so people can hear it too. But I play this on my show a lot, so a lot of people have heard it. I really dig it, but I don't want to just like make you watch me dance the whole time because I can't really dance. Um, <laughs> I um. Man, Mahogany, thank you so much for being on the show. It means a lot to me. Thank you, Josh. It means a lot for you all to have me. Um, just to have the opportunity, I'm truly honored. I'm still in awe right now that I'm even on your show, even connected, like I said, with someone like you of your caliber. It's just actually here to impact and be a positive influence on the rest of the world. I'm honored. Anytime you want me back, Josh, I'd love to have you. When I get out to the West Coast, I promise I'm totally going to look for you. I don't care if I have to pull up with Starbucks and come stalk you. I will totally do that. You don't even need to stalk. You can just come say hi. <laughs> you're the best. Um, I, uh, you're terrific. I really appreciate you. I'm going to play your next song. But hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. And, oh, really quick. So for being on the show, I'm going to give you a giraffe. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a draft, and uh, you can you cannot give it away, and you cannot sell it. What are you gonna do with it? I'm gonna put it in my new office space. So I'm moving into a new office space in the near future, and um, I kind of want to build out like a little Mahogany style shrine to remind me of all of like my highlight moments in my career. So the draft is totally gonna be like one of the big first items I place in the shrine. <laughs> Perfect. It's re- <laughs> it's a, it's a real draft though. Yeah, I'm going to give you a real giraffe. A real giraffe that you have to feed. Oh, I'm just going to ride that thing all over the city. Now I'm going to share that and if I can just pull up to the club or so my performance on a giraffe, then they'll really be feeling me, right? <laughs> Perfect. God bless you. Thank you so much, Mahogany Styles. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at M S Mahogany Styles with a Z. You can find me on Facebook. Just search Mahogany Styles with a Z. And then you can also find me on Twitter. Matter of fact, just Google search Mahogany Styles with a Z. Check oh. out all my content. I've got a like a lot of great content I've given away for free. You guys just come find me, connect with me. I follow back. Love you guys. Thank uh, you so much. I'll put all your I'll put all your handles in the comments. Don't worry about it. And I'll put your iTunes link too. All right, love you, friend of the show. You're terrific. I'll see you very soon, okay, Mahogany? All right, Josh, love you. Love you too, bye. How freaking cool was that? She was awesome, right? I'll give anything for a giraffe. Dude, yeah, you gotta feed it. Um, Thank you for loving this live. Akuchi, yeah, she's awesome, dude. She's she's great. So blessed she came on the show. Eileen, good to see you. Tonita, good to see you. I I hope I said that right. Eileen, Michelle, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Melissa, good to see you, my friend. Great seeing you guys. That was fun. I like her. I'm going to play her last song, and we're going to get the heck out of here. I'm coming back at 2 o'clock. I've got a really special interview for an amazing cause today. Um, I'll put her all of her social media stuff. Wait. Wait. Here we go. Start it over. I kind of run that. <laughs> oh, 
Thank you so much, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, everybody on YouTube, and of course, all of you amazing Facebook people. What's up, Abigail? You guys take care. God bless. Special thank you to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Go to SoCo.com. S-O-K-O. So, SoCo, S-O-K-O, Canna, C-A-N-N-A, dot com. Use promo code LiveMana to save 10% and get free shipping. Thank you, Michelle. Peace. Cinnamon, what's up? Hold on, really quick. What the heck is trapping? Would someone tell me what trapping is? If I don't sell drugs, not trapping. I thought trapping was selling drugs. What the heck is that? So if you don't trap, wait, if you trap, what is that? Is that rap? I don't know. Help me out. I'm like really showing how, you know, unfreaking, like, whatever I am. I'm, 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 I love hip hop, but I'm a totally white dude. What the heck is trapping? I thought I was selling drugs. So what the heck is 2 Chains talking about? Oh, anyway, she's amazing. She's freaking terrific. I love Mahogany. I'm going to put all of her stuff in um, all of her handles in, in the comments because she's absolutely terrific. It's great. Her energy was terrific. Anyway, listen, God bless you guys. Have the best day ever. If you have the opportunity to help somebody, please do it. It doesn't matter if it's a smile, if it's opening the door for somebody, if it's somebody that's in financial need and you have the abundance to provide, provide. Um, also, if you haven't talked to somebody, yeah, but she said she wasn't selling drugs, Akuchi. If you have the chance, actually, you do have the chance. I challenge you today to pick up the phone and call somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and just tell them you love them and you're grateful for them. All right. You guys are, um, you guys are terrific. God bless you. Thank you so much for watching today and listening. And, um, Mahogany Styles is the real deal. God bless. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. I'm gonna finish playing that. You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service.